Hello there, and welcome to this new episode of Leadership Conversations with Kemi Ogunkoya. On this show, we take you on a journey with inspiring, transformational, and authentic leaders with stories that inspire, principles that catalyze, and insights that will transform your life and business forever. Are you ready to dive in? Join the conversation and let the show begin. Today, I have an amazing guest with me, and her name is Shannon. And we're going to be talking about leadership and consistency, how leaders can remain consistent to their vision in a VUCA world. And I have no doubt that this will be yet another transformational event. So let's meet Shannon. Shannon is an operations strategist, executive speaker, efficiency expert, and contributing member of the Forbes Business Council. Her dual degrees in marketing and psychology from Auburn University support her full picture to approach operations not just from the um, you know, not just from the sorry what's okay, not only looking at the what of business goals, but the why and how as well. She has decades of experience partnering with business owners and leadership teams to optimize operations and maximize profit for their organizations focusing on the operational pillars of people, profit, planning, and process. Her range of clients includes highly regulated fields such as financial institutions, government contractors, and Emmy-winning agencies. Her passion for animals and desire to contribute to society have also led to years of volunteer services across so many organizations. And she has helped them create incredible experiences for their participants. She's a firm believer a primary role of leadership is to set team up for success. And she has spent her career following her passion of helping both leaders and employees navigate journey to realize their success. And today we will be talking about leadership and consistency. And it's my great honor to have Shannon in the house with us today. Hello, Shannon. How are Hi. you doing? I'm good. Hi, Kemi. Thanks so much for having me today. Ah, it's such a great honor. It's such a great honor. All right. So we're going to get right into it. Right? We're talking about leadership and consistency, right? Um, so I know that we live in a unique world. And it's a world that has been described um, as the VUCA world, right? And this is a world that is characterized with a high level of volatility, high level of uncertainty, high level of complexity, high level of ambiguity. It's like everything like we know it keep changing at the speed of light. Now, what exactly, Shannon, should consistency mean to a business leader? How on earth do they find a balance between this very fast-paced world and remaining consistent with their corporate vision? That's a great question. And I agree. I think these days things are, are changing quicker than ever. So I think where consistency really plays a role is in building trust in teams. From a leadership perspective, I don't think trust can exist if there isn't a consistency of expectations, a consistency of accountability, and really being clear with teams what those expectations are and consistently upholding that. And when you are focused on the outcomes instead of how you get there. I think that's where consistency can still play a part 
without really losing some of that flexibility and that need to kind of be responsive and on your toes in the world that we live in today. That's, that's really interesting. So you talk about the place of the process, right? Because um, I, you know, I absolutely agree with you because to be on that journey of growth, um, it's important that one appreciates the process and one of the key elements of staying and thriving, even in the midst of the uncertainty, is consistency. Now, looking at you know the rapid changes that business leaders have to deal with, um, looking at you know the expectation on the side of the employees or constituents, as as the case may be, how then can business leaders really remain What are some of the practical you know? Um, steps or tips if I, if I may call it that you think business leaders need to embrace or adopt uh, to remain consistent in this fast-paced world so I, I think that's where it it boils down to that consistency of expectations so if you focus on those outputs of the expectations you want high quality product you want on-time delivery you want things to be on budget um, there are certain things that you want to be consistent about, but where the flexibility comes in, and I think the, the world of today and where leadership especially can help support their teams in this environment is to focus on what that output is instead of it's from nine to five or someone's at a desk or are they doing it the way that I would do it? Are they doing it the way that... Um, it's been done in the past, if the outcome is still consistent, if the expectations are clear, if people are living up to those requirements, then I think that's where the consistency comes in. It comes in at the end of the chain, not so much all, all through that process from a process perspective. The steps can be a little more flexible these days because we're finding ourselves in new environments. We're finding ourselves in places where Sometimes everyone is remote, where before everyone was in a room together. We're finding ourselves in places where there's flexibility in what software we have. There's flexibility in what hours we're operating in. There's flexibility in what some of our clients need these days because things really have changed in the last year. And so that flexibility and adaptability are necessary. But the consistency of on time, high quality, meeting those client expectations and keeping client satisfaction high are foundational to any business. So leadership needs to still be focused on that part of it, not necessarily the how. Well, fantastic. fantastic. Thank you very much for sharing that. And you know, I particularly love what you talk about flexibility, right? And adaptability. Now, how do we strike a balance between flexibility and consistency and you know perhaps is there even any balance <laughs> i think there is I, I do think there is they i don't think that they're opposing forces by any stretch i think um consistency provides that foundation for trust and i think it does in the way that if people are clear on what those expectations are, it's important to have clear roles. It's important for teams to know what those expectations are and individuals are. And I think that gets harder to do when we're all working remotely because sometimes it can feel like you're operating in a bubble. So 
several of the C's come together at once, clear communication and consistent collaboration at the same time that there is consistency in the execution of those things on time and high quality, like I said. But, um, but the flexibility part really does come in where we're not doing things the way that we've done before. And I think where leaders really need to focus on the consistency side is being transparent in what we do and don't know, being consistent about, you know, acknowledging where we're still learning along the way, but at the same time being flexible in dealing with the world that we're in, flexible in what the individual needs along the way, flexible in how we're getting some of that work done, not necessarily the the why. The why is the consistency, the how is the flexibility, I guess is the, the short answer to that. And I, I like how you have been able to beautifully capture and, and summarize that, right? Okay, so now let, let's come to the Shannon, right? Uh, because we also live in a world where indeed the expectation for you know constituents, employees, as, as the case may be, it's also changing, right? There seems to be a totally different set of expectations around how employees should show up, how constituents should show up at work in terms of productivity, especially, you know, we're trying to strike a balance in this hybrid new way of, of working, right? Remote working, and then sometimes you're also at them physically. Uh, how exactly are employees or constituents able to remain consistent in the delivery of, you know, their duties, um, you know, to ensure a higher level of productivity and performance, even in a world that seems to be, um, how do I put it now, that seems to be unstable. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we're all trying to answer that for ourselves every day in some way, shape or form. Um, I think I think where the consistency comes in in those cases is in clear communication and being honest. I mean, I think as much as leaders want to support their teams, a lot of times, especially when you're not in the same room together, when you're not being able to pick up on some of those nonverbal cues or you know, recognize maybe when somebody's having a bad day, it's hard to tell that in a thumbnail of you know, a video conference. I think it's important for employees to be honest about what they need and where they are in a situation, being able to verbalize to their leaders, hey, you know, this is what's happening, or here's what I'm uncertain about, or here are questions I have. And for leaders to be confident enough to say, in some cases, I don't know, but here's what my thoughts are, or I wasn't aware, and I appreciate that. That give and take is, I think, part of how we survive this uncertain time. Um, and I think the trust that is necessary between both parties is imperative in that case, which comes with that consistency of, of providing a safe space. I absolutely love that, Shannon. And you know, I love that you're able to talk about the place of responsibility on both parties, on the part of the constituents or employees, and also on the part of the leader. Uh, because sometimes it seems there seems to be a heap 
you know, a whole lot on the leaders in terms of what is expected. So you talk about the fact that as employees, employees need to, um, you know, be able to express themselves. They need to be able to communicate. And then on the part of the leaders, you know, they create that safe place, an environment where people can actually express themselves and then say, um, you know, what they feel at, a, at every point in time. Now, yeah. in an environment where, you know, there's no level of, we don't have this level of vulnerability or culture where, you know, it absolutely encourages or supports, um, you know, such level of openness. How then do, you know, employees find that balance? You know, how are they able to still remain uh, productive? How are they able to still give their very best? And how are they able to even remain sane? I I try to answer that question for myself as much as anybody, I think, on some days where <laughs> I do think it is trying to find the space that you need. So you have to set your own boundaries to a certain degree. I think a lot of times because we are in environments where everything is meshed together quite literally in our homes, uh, in a lot of cases, if we don't set boundaries, no one else is going to. Companies are not going to get on at six o'clock every day and say, okay, your workday is done, you know, go get dinner or, you know, watch Netflix and relax for the rest of the day. They're not gonna do that. So to a certain degree, we have to set our own expectations. And at the same time, we have to be honest about asking for what we need. You know, if if that thing is some, some extra time for something, if we're uncertain about when we can get something done or if we don't have the tools that we need to deliver on something that we need to be honest about that and raise our hand and i think part of what we're seeing is when companies are providing environments like that we're having what we're calling now the great resignation so many people are looking for the right fit um, and more than just a paycheck has become so important to so many people because they do need they crave that space to be able to consistently express themselves and feel like they are set up to succeed and they know what they're expected to do and they have a space to acknowledge when they're unsure about that. And I think that's that's part of what the fallout of this is gonna be when people can't be honest about it themselves, when companies can't be open to what employees are asking for, it's starting to turn into spaces where people are parting ways and going in different directions. I hear you loud and clear, you know, about that. Um, but then, you know, we also live in a world where there is quite some demand in terms of expectation on how the employees are supposed to show up, you know, irrespective of the culture. We live in a world where it's about the result, right? And probably some will say, just show me the money, right? Show me the money. Mm -hmm. Um, what are the numbers? It just seems like we're so fixated on results and, and then the bottom line above any other thing. So you talk about the fact that there has to be a level of consistency, you know, that helps people within the organization feel safe. There has to be a level of consistency in the culture, right? So what exactly does that take? What exactly does that, you know, uh, what does that require right to have that 
environment of stability within an organization? I think a couple of things contribute to that. One, I think, is a consistency of transparency. I think a lot of times as leaders, there can be so many times there's so much on our plate. Um, you do you do the thing, you say the thing, you check a box, you move on to the next thing, where for the people who maybe aren't seeing the big picture that you are, repetition is key, which is a form of consistency. Um, I think part of that is consistently asking people, looking them in the eye, even if it's through a video conference and saying, how are you? And then stopping and listening, being consistent in that kind of responsiveness, that kind of interaction, I think is part of what creates that environment. I think the other thing as leaders that we have to be responsible for is recognizing the connectivity of all of this. Like you said, I think a lot of companies kind of chase the, the dollar, so to speak, the bottom line. But at the end of the day, that won't be consistent if there isn't consistency in high quality deliverables on time to create consistent high client satisfaction. And if as leaders, we don't understand that, then our employees are not necessarily gonna be able to fix that for us. So we have to consistently acknowledge the connectivity of all of that and make sure that we are providing tools and opportunities and clear expectations of what's needed for high quality outputs on time and on budget to create high client satisfaction. All right, thank you very much for that. I, I love how you said on budget, right? So that for those who are listening, are like, okay, so I hear you, but then how does this, you know, help push the agenda of the organization forward? So with the on budget, I'm sure that a lot of us, you know, are currently um, just resting right now. Amazing. So there are a lot of things to definitely be consistent about, right? Um, so I'm looking at, you know, consistency, just like, like you have mentioned in terms of the expression, in terms of the environment. You know, I, I also think that consistency in terms of the expression of values, you know, within the organization is, is also very key. So you have organizations that look a whole lot great on paper, you know, that they really look in terms of the culture, um, especially, you know, with the constituents who work in that particular environment. How do we ensure that level of consistency? And I, I know you've spoken about quite a lot around this, but then just driving it home to ensuring consistency between the values that the organization claim, you know, are their values and the guiding principles um, and the culture within the organization, because I think that a lot of times the struggle, you know, to ensure that level of consistency um, between values of the organization and the culture. So what exactly mm -hmm. do leaders need to do to ensure that the values and the expression of their culture, you know, tally? I think that's really important, Kemi. I think part of what companies need to start with is being really clear about what their values are. Some companies are really, really good about that. Some companies, not so much. And having values that actually mean something to them as business leaders, because at the end of the day, I think the answer, the fundamental answer to your question is the best way to consistently reinforce that is to be an example. 
leaders need to embody those values and really show up in the way that that those values are supposed to be expressed to then say to their teams and staff that this is this is what we're expecting this is what this means to us as a company as leaders here's how we want you guys to do that too and then give people space to do it i think sometimes um, i hear a lot of companies talk about having the value of collaboration but then a lot of times the the leaders will step into and take over certain situations rather than letting teams work through some of those processes i think that's an example of a leader exemplifying that where if well not exemplifying that i should say if the leader is exemplifying that you know they're creating space for the teams to really collaborate and think through things rather than just trying to get them to the answer that that leader is looking for so that's an example of kind of exemplifying that leadership and giving space for the teams to do whatever that is and again it comes back to that trust and transparency right that consistency of executing that will create trust that is just invaluable in general for leaders, effective leaders, but especially in this remote environment without trust, it amplifies everything with all of us in our own little bubbles trying to work together as a team. That's really amazing. Thank you very much for, for that. You know, I think there are a lot of key insights that you have right, beautifully wrapped, you know, in in those words that you have shared um, with us, and that's really amazing. Uh, so now let's come, you know, to the part of the um, constituents, you know, employees, as as the case may be. Now, how are they also able to, you know, um, ensure that level of consistency in terms of so, you know, sometimes you have a great culture, right? because you have a great culture does not necessarily translate to the fact that everybody within the organization you know just catches the virus um and then beautifully just fits into the culture so how do we ensure that you know the culture is great right the values are clearly defined there's a great level of clarity within the organization uh, or probably I, I rephrase this this way right does that automatically translate into the fact that you know, there will be some level of consistency in the expression of behavior or expectation for the um, employees. I think it can tra translate into some of the how work is getting done, like collaboration or something like that. But, but to the point I think you started to make, no, I don't think that the values and the culture alone will create the consistency of execution of the work. Um, I do think part of consistency is in the, the process and ultimately the output. And like I said, that's where you try to find the balance between consistency and flexibility, where as things continue to change, as we are in a, a volatile, especially business world, like you said, you know, you have to have a certain amount of flexibility to adapt to and respond to what's going on. But there has to be a certain amount of consistency, especially in tasks that are repetitive or key moments where there's a quality control consideration so that you continue to keep, I keep saying it, sorry, um, you continue to keep high quality outputs at the same time. So I think there is consistency in process. And again, being clear about what those expectations are, 
documenting that, training people on it, sharing it out, making sure that everyone is on the same page of what those expectations are will help with the consistency of that execution at the same time that hopefully there is consistency in that culture to ask questions, provide insights from people who are actually doing it and maybe improve on things from there. So it's kind of two sides of one coin. Absolutely. Uh, so you spoke about the place of structure, right? Documentation. I absolutely think that goes a long way in ensuring that level of consistency, right? Um, so that, that leads us to, to the next question. Because I know that you work with a whole lot of business leaders, you know, organizations, um, just helping them get it right in that phase of operations. Um, yeah. So what are some of the key challenges that you have been able to identify in that space that um, you know, stands in the way of some level of consistency, especially while creating structures for organization in terms of documentation, you know, processes and controls? I, you broke up just a little bit. Were you asking consistency? What are the challenges in creating consistency and some of that structure and process? Yes. Yes. You know, since you, you work a lot with organizations, especially in the place of operations. So what are some of the challenges that you have been able to identify that really is a cog in the wheel for a lot of organizations, especially in the place of, you know, documentation, structure, and then flow within the organization? So I, I think um, it's an interesting question. I think one of the, the biggest challenges, especially from a leadership perspective, is I think a lot of times leaders who value adaptability and flexibility are a little reticent about having structure and some consistency and processes because they feel like it will actually get in the way of doing some of that. So one of the biggest challenges at times has been helping leaders to understand the value of creating a certain amount of structure and a certain amount of consistency so that it does actually increase their consistency and outputs and ultimately client satisfaction as well as company health and sustainability. So I think part of it is just understanding that there is a baseline part of processes and structure that is actually really valuable. And a lot of times when you ask teams about wanting some sort of structure and, and clear expectations and ways to do certain things, especially when they're being rep repeated over and over, they crave it. They really, really want it. Um, so it gives kind of that nice foundation. I think that's been probably one of the biggest struggles at times is just helping leadership see the value in some of that. I think beyond that, it is the, the struggle we've been talking about of making sure there's enough process there to support the company health and sustainability, keep things moving very effectively and make sure that teams have what they need to really be able to accomplish what they need to, but at the same time have that flexibility. It's a, it's a balancing act of enough process and structure, but not too much that it then becomes completely burdensome and more of a hindrance than a help. I absolutely do, um, you know, appreciate that. Now, um, you know, so you, you said helping them get to that point of realization, you know, not, not your exact words, but then getting to that point of realization. Um, on, on the dozen model, the leadership framework that I developed, um, there's, a, there's an element which is um, consequence, right? And, and that's 
getting to the point of appreciation of the consequences of a leader's actions and then inactions. Now, would you say that, you know, the consequences sometimes for all of these, you know, especially when it's, it doesn't have a direct relationship with the bottom line, um, does it really make a lot of sense to business leaders to be able to do what is right, you know, um, rather than waiting to that point where it becomes, you know, a, a, a disaster? So at the initial point of identification of that lack of structure and consistency in the expression of the structure, do they really appreciate the consequences of these? Or does it always get to the point where, you know, um, there is a whole lot of cost that, that they get to that point of what do we have to do and then we have to do it now? I think that that's a really good point of, of the consequence of things. I think uh, every team, every leader is a little bit different and it's kind of a 50-50 shot sometimes. I think some leaders have experienced some of that um, consequence before, so they want to avoid that. I think in some cases, teams have been able to be pretty vocal in saying, we're struggling with this, so we're already feeling consequences. And quite frankly, it's better if, if you can catch them sooner before the consequences get so big that the business is suffering in totality. Um, like you said, that there are larger consequences that can be harder to recover from. But I do think helping leaders understand those consequences are part of what brings that value to consistency of process. And I think leaders who are listening to their teams and listening to their constituents and, and truly engaged as leaders understand a certain amount of those consequences because they are dialed into it and they understand the interconnectivity of business. There is no business where all of those pieces aren't operating together to either maximize or not the outcome and ultimate health of the company. You know, having those processes, having that trust, having people performing at their peak in a way that that they really enjoy and are engaged in, those things have immeasurable value to a company. And it's hard to miss it's hard to miss the value of that. So I guess where the consequences could come in is if you haven't had that opportunity to experience that, to see what the consequences can be on the flip side. So, you know, experience is definitely such a great teacher then. Mm -hmm. Yes, most certainly. All right, thank you very much for that, Shanna. Now, um, I would like to step out of you know, the consistency um, conversations for just a bit and come to your, um, you know, strategies really for effective leadership within organizations based on your, your experience. Yeah, I think there are a lot of things that can go into effective leadership and we've touched on some of it today. I think um, one of the strategies I would say is to have a clear vision. I think if you just in general, know where you want to go as a leader, where the company is heading, what that next goal is, it's easier to then share that with the team. It's easier to help teams recognize, here's how you can contribute to that. Here's why we're heading to the next thing. Here's what that will do for us as a company, for you as an individual, for people as teams. And then it helps them know what they need to do, how they contribute to that, 
and what the plan is. You know, when we all get on a train, we want to know where the destination is, right? We don't just want to get on a train and be like, okay, well, I hope we get somewhere interesting soon. So having that clarity of vision really helps bring everything together for the company in totality as leaders. I think another one I mentioned before is leading by example. So when you lead by example, I think it's hard for team members not to engage. If they're engaged in the company, if they want to be doing what they're doing, if you are leading by example, it's easier for them to get on board and come with. And it makes it a little clearer for those who may or may not be on board with wherever we're going. Um, and I think the third thing is to, from a, an effective leadership perspective in totality, is to lead at an individual level, recognizing that all of us, as consistent as we want to be in some things, everyone is unique. So as leaders, we need to connect with people on an individual basis, understand where each person is and what each person needs and how they want to contribute to the path that everyone is going in and help them be set up for success. Ultimately, I think that is the primary responsibility of leadership is to set everybody up for success because if the teams are successful, the company will be too. And so will customers. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, just hinging on, on the conversation around clarity, there's a particular quote I love so much, and it's by Yogi Berra. And he says that, you know, if you don't know where you're headed, you're going to wind up somewhere else, right? And, and I think that's the challenge um, really around that lack of clarity, um, you know, especially for organizations, uh, you know. So looking at the dozen model leadership framework, the, the first element, right, is clarity because it is so, so important and very crucial for effective leadership and also, you know, for the attainment of business results. So I absolutely agree, you know, with the key points that you have shared. Now, um, stepping out of that a little bit, you know, and I'm really enjoying how the conversation just keeps um, evolving around this. Now, what's the place of effective communication in, in all of this, right? Because you could have a clear vision and as a leader, you could know exactly what you want to achieve, uh, but then you struggle to be able to effectively communicate uh, the same to your constituents, to your team, and even to other key stakeholders. So what exactly is the place of communication and how can it be effective enough to express that level of consistency that the organization itself wants to express? Well, I think you just said it a second ago. I think first it's clarity. You need to know where you're going, what the plan is so that you can communicate it effectively. So you know what what you're even talking about to be able to then communicate that in, in whatever way it needs to happen, whether it's internal or with a client. I think you have to have that clarity. And then um, I think communication to be truly effective not only needs that clarity, but it does need consistency. As I said before, I think sometimes as leaders, we say the thing that we need to say and then we move on to the next thing because we're constantly looking at the big picture. We're constantly thinking about some of these things that affect the business. And then we say it to team members or to customers or constituents once and think, okay, we've shared that where the repetition and consistency of some of the really important messaging is how you have effective communication. You don't just say it once and move on. 
you say it over and over again in different ways, um, but it's still the same message so that it connects with different people on an individual level, different ways, so that's effective. So repetition in communication. And you know, what, what, right at the point where we started this conversation, conversation, you, you did mention the place of repetition. Now, for a lot of leaders, you know, there's that lack of patience sometimes, especially when it comes to repetition, uh, where they think, you know what, you should you should get it, right? We've said this over and over again, and, and then you should get it. Now, my, my question to you will be this, right? And it seems like somewhere the answer is lying already, but then, you know, how many times do you have to repeat it for it to um, get grounded? Well, how many times do you have to be? Is, is there is there a magic number, right? Say, <laughs> give me a, give me a magic number. I would. I will say the closest I have to a magic number. They say nine times, nine touches, to really absorb or learn something new. Now that's a lot from a leadership perspective. So I'm not saying that every single thing that you say to everyone should be done nine times. I think that's where it gets back to what we were talking about before too, that there is responsibility on both parties. There's responsibility on the leadership to say it more than once. Don't assume that everyone gets it once just because you've been living in it. At the same time, I think there's a responsibility from teams or constituents or employees to not ask the same question more than once. Learn as you go. Now, if that question evolves, that's one thing. But if you're just not absorbing it or engaging with it, that to me is, is where the magic number gets a little tricky because the question may evolve and you may finesse what you need, but, um, but if you're asking the same thing over and over again, you're not engaged. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, what do we do in that case? When they're not engaged. So yeah. personally, what I would say is as a leader is start asking them questions so that they have to think about it more critically. Okay, we've talked about this thing. Tell me why you think this is important enough to the company that we keep saying it over and over. How does this contribute? And then how do you contribute to that? <laughs> right? Like help them connect the dots on their side instead of if saying it's not working, get them to say it. I absolutely agree with you on that, Shannon. Um, you know, because I, I feel that a lot, of, a lot of things come alive when we're able to engage people, uh, where we're able to ask questions, where we're able to help them introspect and then make meaning of some of the things that have, have been said. I, I also think that coaching also plays a very, significant role um, also in this and that uh, leaders also have to be equipped with the, you know, with, with coaching tools and coaching techniques. Leaders have to wear many more hats these days, you know, and it has to go way beyond the hats of uh, being a manager or being a cheerleader. You know, you just have to have the, those many skills and techniques, um, you know, and interventions that you can bring on board at uh, different points based on what is required, right? Absolutely. And I think from a, yeah, I think that's true, Kemi. And I think um, when you think about flexibility, like we were talking about before, and you think about leadership and working with teams, it's to me kind of like a tree in my mind, where the higher up you go in the tree, the more it may sway a little bit. 
as leaders, we have to be even more flexible and adaptable to everything, right? We have to be able to communicate differently for different people. And that's where coaching can come in and support where maybe there are some leaders who haven't had as many experiences yet working with different types of people and different types of teams to be able to really help them see and understand what different scenarios and situations require. So having more flexibility, the higher up in the company you are, the better the company will be equipped to not only navigate this uncertain time, but also to set teams up for success in whatever way that looks. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> Shannon, it's been absolutely phenomenal with you. And, you know, trust that we can go on and on on this conversation. There has been a lot that you have shared with us. Um, key insights, fantastic strategies, a lot of tips that you have shared. And, and you know, I have no doubts that these has been yet another insightful and highly transformational episode of, uh, you know, Leadership Chats with Top Business Leaders. Thank you so much, Shannon, for coming on the show. Thank you for the passion with which you have shared. Thank you for the depth, you know, with which you have shared. Thank you Thank so you. much. Uh, Thank <laughs> you so much for having me. <laughs> you are welcome. So just before we let you go, Shannon, just in case, you know, we have people on the show who would like to connect with you and then who have questions for you, how can they find you online? So you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Shannon Brooks and Shannon Brooks Consulting. And you can find me at my website, shannonbrooksconsulting.com. I would love to connect. All right, guys, it's been yet another amazing show today. Um, you know, lots of, lots of amazing tips and nuggets that have been shared today. Thank you so much to everyone who has joined in. Like I always say, insights without actions will always be useless. So you want to run with these key insights to help you become a better and more effective leader. You have been listening to Leadership Conversations with Kemi Ogunkoya. If you have enjoyed this episode, go to relisworks.com forward slash podcast to leave a public review and share the link to this episode with others. Till I see you again, keep the conversation alive.